Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our weekly movie show with the boys Connor. Hello. And Benny's. Hello there. What's going on, guys? Not an awful lot, actually. Yeah, just coming to record a bloody yeah. podcast. <laughs> it's I'm... a weird question to ask. You know what's up right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a public holiday Monday. I'd love to be at the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice weather outside. Daylight savings has kicked in mm-hmm. in Sydney. Um, so things are going well. Something that didn't go so well was last week's episode. Where was that, Connor? That's I mean, a good question. What George, did you do, Connor? What did you do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, massive apology um, to every all our uh, diehard listeners because um, uh, we the, the the files corrupted. It's yeah. like the old dog ate my homework uh, <laughs> excuse. Actually, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm surprised that we've made it this far. This is what like. 74 episodes this, in. This is this episode is the, 74. Yeah, this is the first time. It's just unfortunate that the best one we've ever recorded was the one that corrupted. <laughs> well, it was two. We the also best, lost the yeah, golden yeah. best circle. Best one and the second best yeah. one. If, if you were wondering you know, what we thought of the golden circle. This is Kingsman 2, the golden circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler, it was shit. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, we didn't have much nice to say about that one. So. Yeah. Which are sometimes the best reviews to listen to. Yeah. Bit of a disappointment, old Kingsman. Yeah. Bit of a disappointment. Um, but yeah, sorry, everyone. But... Anyway, we're back for this week. We've got three episodes this week. We've got uh, our Blade Runner review, and we've also got a review for Ninjago, the new Lego movie. Yeah, so you should clarify by Blade Runner review, you mean we've got the retro Blade Runner review. Yeah, I didn't say Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> yeah. F- F- no, F- F- sorry. F- F- my mistake. Yeah, sorry, my mistake. How could have you been less clear? <laughs> um yeah, so sorry, uh, um, 1982 Blade Runner. I actually, we might have all watched different versions, so we'll, we'll get into it in the review, but yeah. I need to remember which one I watched. Very sorry, everyone, and uh, let's launch into this week's episodes with a little bit of a catch-up. Benny says he's got a monster list of monster. stuff that he's yeah. watched. So should, we, so should we go through ours first, George? Yours is the <laughs> yeah, most predictable. Uh, yeah, Rick and Morty. <laughs> hey. The ABCs of Beth. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting one, delving a little bit more into uh, Rick and uh, Beth's relationship um, in a typical Rick and Morty fashion, which is just oh, topsy turvy on its head. Kind of the kind of the biggest look at Beth's upbringing that we've had. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys enjoy this episode? Yeah, loved it. It was. I I think this might be one of the weakest ones of the uh, of the season for me. Really, I still enjoyed it, but yeah, there was something about it. I was just like. Mm. I, I didn't feel like the side mission with uh, um, Morty and his dad. Like I just, I didn't Jerry. really. I like that. that. I thought it was funny. There's, there's too much character development in this one. Like too many, like you know, big reveals. You know, um, the dad going, "Oh, I'm a closet racist," and and then the mom being like, "This is who I." I was like, "Ah, oh, just shut up. Give me more of this stupid brick and Morty shit. I love." Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I always like the side ep- the side episode because it's always a lot more grounded. And um, I, I think this one worked perfectly fine. That's fine. So, Connor, are you part of that contingent of the fans that feel like bringing more female writers onto the show is ruined? Don't it? you fucking <laughs> dare pull that shit with me. Are you one of the hardcore yeah. Rick and Morty fans that everyone's writing think pieces about right now? Yeah. The worst fans on the internet. I love how like... Um, the big thing has been like Dan Harmon has gone off on these select few fans. What they fail to mention is he goes off on all his fans though as well. Uh, on a recent Harmon Town, he spent like 
15 minutes just berating the audience, just being like, you all <laughs> fucking suck. I hate you. You're all assholes. And everyone's just like laughing and clapping and like progressively gets less cheery. And he like, did, he did it. He did apologize. The next he did. Yeah, the next episode, he's like, I'm sorry for what happened. When there was a brand new crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, smooth, smooth. Yeah. I loved it. I, I'm I'm so sad that we're onto the last episode Come of on. season three. It doesn't seem real. Like they, they, it kind of happens so quickly. Yeah. And after such a buildup. But Harmon's talking about going back to 14 apps a season, so that could be fun. Yep. Yeah. He's just got to loosen up. He said he's uh, he's just got OCD about making sure that Rick and Morty is correct. And he might, he'd be exactly terrified. what he wants to yeah. go out there. Imagine he'd, if he heard Connor's opinions on the last episode. He'd, he'd just neck himself. Yeah. I, I have a feeling it'd be more towards the I don't give a shit, fuck you side. He, he of gives it. a shit. I think about every single piece of criticism. Mm. Anyway, what um, about your week, Connor? I watched. I I can't actually remember when I started watching this, and I kind of, you know, went through it really quick. Which is just let's be honest. American, we watched this like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, American Vandal, because I don't think we've talked about that yet. And that's the Netflix mockumentary. Yeah. And what, it's like a kid and... Well, the whole premise is... It's like Connor talk about it. It's a movie. <laughs> um, it's got a credit let's, let's just go the safe bet. Let's, you know, have someone that's actually seen it talk about it. Um, yeah, it's about... The premise is this, this, you know, kid has been accused of drawing, I think, like 23 dicks on 27. staff cars. Sorry, 27 dicks on staff cars with a spray can. can spray paint can. <clears throat> It's really good that I spend most of my time talking into a mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's good that I can really speak well. The whole thing's just a crazy straight faced, like making a murderer yeah. parody. Yeah. And it's it I went into it thinking it was gonna be more more satirical and more kind of just straight up funny, which in at points it was, but to be honest, it was, you know, a little bit more straight faced than I thought it was gonna be. And it, actually it was downright like gripping. It, well, it was, and and it ended up being also quite um, deep. Well, when we talked about the trailer a couple months ago, we were saying, can they keep the joke up for this long? And what I was kind of hoping is that they would do, because that's kind of the same problem that the actual series is, have with the true crime things. It's like, how do they keep you involved for like 10 hours on this stuff? It's But they did the exact same thing where they just have like a little twist at the end of every episode. They're like, yeah. oh shit, I got to watch the next one right yeah. now. Like, I watched it in two sittings. A like, little hook. It. Yeah. Which Making a Murderer did so well. Yeah. Mm. I thought this petered out less than Making a Murderer did. Like the last two or three of Making a Murderer, I was like, oh, all right, come on. Well, they, yeah. they can invent twists as much as they want. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I guess it's... <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it just it it's yeah, quite funny in spots. It's, it's really gripping, as you said, but you know, it had little moments of that it was just like proper you know, commentary on media and biases. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like... It went way more in depth with that than I thought it would, and it was no, actually quite the poignant. Education system is fantastic, and the, yeah. the the actors were also good. That even if they were just doing dumb shit for the first few episodes, you kind of just started falling in love with them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Benny's can't recommend that one highly enough. Okay, so let's let's get through this one as quick as we can. <laughs> so you got a list. Uh, so I watched uh, last week the first two episodes of Star Trek Discovery came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm so sorry to anyone in America who has to subscribe to CBS live or whatever their subscription service is we just get it on netflix here <laughs> is it out on netflix yeah man yeah, yeah. i'm gonna week. watch it this evening it's, Every week. it's the one thing that we get that america doesn't get on a netflix i'm just like yeah. we get to rub their faces in it once i think the whole rest of the world just gets it on netflix and they just call it a netflix original for us 
Um, so I, this has been a pretty divisive Star Trek premiere, I, I think. I watched Red Letter Media's review, and those guys are Trekkers. Did you watch man. the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm a big Star Trek guy. More more of a recent fan. Like I just only watched the original series a few years ago, all on Blu-ray. Loved it to death. Um, watched all of the movies, Next Generation, those movies. Um, so I consider myself a pretty decent fan at this point. Not not crazy hardcore. I haven't watched DS9 or Voyager. As in, you've seen the films, and the TV series. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, DS9, man. I hear. It's, I grew up on that it's shit. The best one, yeah. Um, anyway, I I really, really enjoyed this premiere, the first two episodes. I can see why people are kind of like, oh, it's not, it's not a trigger. But people are complaining a lot in a lot of different directions. Um, it's too J.J. Abramsy. They're changing too much. It's it's not the Gene Roddenberry vision. I, um, I just want to keep it in perspective that it's the pilot episode, essentially, of a new series go back and look at the first episode of any Star Trek series, I don't think you're going to be blown away. Um, I cannot wait to see more of this. I think the production value alone is stunning. I think it looks better than even the J.J. Abrams movies almost. The Klingons look fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And their whole, their whole culture, like they're kind of doing like a Game of Thrones thing where I think you're watching both sides of this conflict a lot. And what, just going back to the Klingons, like they've got uh, a few more... Um in the makeup design of them, they've got a few more differences within the races because Star yeah. Trek has often been, you know, the races, the the, the alien races all look very uniform. Mm. And and this, this, is, one, this they, is all of fiction, generally. Generally speaking. Mm. And and I like that they, and that's one thing Red Letter Media commented on that they really liked was mm. there was these variations. There was like an albino mm. Klingon and there was just a bit more variation that made it feel a little more lived in. Mm. I watched their review as well. I liked it. I thought it was very even-handed. Especially yeah. for them, it was weird seeing... Um, Mike talk about something that he actually likes. Yeah. You know, because normally he's so snarky and like, yeah. I don't give a shit. But yeah. he's such a Star Trek he's fan. He's such a Star Trek fan. Yeah, really cool. Anyway, so... Promising. Give me more of that, yeah. yeah. I, I also saw um, what is being touted very much as a front runner for the best picture, um, Call Me By Your Name, uh, starring Army Hammer. It's kind of a, a love story between Army Hammer and a, a 17-year-old boy in Italy uh, during one summer. It's, it is amazing. Um, I saw it one morning at like 7am and it just held my attention uh, the whole night. And I'd been up watching Kingsman until 2.30 the night before. So that was some effort. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of people are kind of comparing it to Moonlight from last year, which I think it's probably going to have a similar success story possibly. Um, and it was just really cool to see kind of a, a gay romance that wasn't just some horrible tragedy or misery porn. Um, so yeah, good one. Army Hammer, I didn't know he had it in him. Really cool. Okay. I, I didn't see Moonlight either. Wow. I, I missed that one. That was bad. <laughs> and you have a so podcast. I must, um, yeah. We don't, <laughs> For shame, George. For did shame. Did you see it? Yeah, exactly. I just check out the Best Picture winner at least. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, when I saw Moonlight a few months before it came out last year, I said, this is your Best Picture winner. Um, I think this one could do the same again. Cool. Um, I also watched Inhumans premiere. Oh, <laughs> yes. The 90-minute... Extravaganza. Was it as bad as everyone says it is? It was um, nothing can prepare you. (laughs) It's it's um, there is no question whatsoever that this is the worst thing Marvel Studios has ever produced um, by a wide margin. I'm including Iron Fist in that. I was gonna say, does it make Iron Fist look? Makes Iron Fist look kind of competent in a lot of ways. Yeah. Holy crap! I mean, I've always got the Meacham Junior from Iron Fist. I liked him. This this has just it is like fucking amateur hour. It's, like right. Does it look as bad as it looked? 
I, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Trying to find it. Yeah, it's a, it's yes. Um, no, just in, in terms of like the, the production looked very shaky in the trailers and all that. And I just wondering if that was. It looks like a TV show. Like it doesn't. It looks fine for like an ABC TV show. They've got decent special effects. You can tell it's a TV show. Watching it in IMAX would have been a bad move. Um, I thought the CGI hair on Medusa looked pretty good when it was in action. Nice. Even if nothing else was working. There's like an action scene with like slow-mo and this hardcore music. I think it's like, I don't think it's, it's like Paint It Black cover by the Stones. And then it's, her hair's just like flinging people away, but she's just standing there not doing it. It's so weird. Everything yeah, right. about it is so poorly done. I heard that they pushed it through. Uh, you know, the the people sort of in charge of the production, this is very anecdotal, obviously, but um, uh, the way I heard it was the the, the team, the, the the creative team was like, we can't really do Inhumans in this time period. We need more time. And the executives were like, get this sucker going. Just get it through. And I think I it feels think unfinished. Yeah, there's no doubt about that at all. That's absolutely what happened. You can tell that by watching yeah. it. It's just like... It doesn't feel like anyone either had the time or the energy to just make anything about it work. Like the acting is so terrible. You, like it's laughable at points. Mm. Do you know what I have a like? I have the feeling that too many movie studios try to pull off a Lord of the Rings finish, which you know, if if you've spent any time kind of looking at the um, special features on that trilogy. There's a, a big kind of aspect of it, which is they were down to the wire on every single film, just like down to the last fucking second. They were getting shit done. It was a constrained time period um, to, to try and finish those films. And I think a lot of studios think they can pull that off without realizing that these are films that, you know, Peter Jackson spent, I think, a year working on like full time before he even started shooting. So, I mean, for an executive to come in and just be like, oh, you can do it in human in humans in an insanely short amount of time. I think they just think that that's going to work. Also Scott Buck. So, well, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his track record isn't looking so fantastic. Surely he's done now. Like there's just who's going to hire him again? This show is done, I think. I would not be surprised if this doesn't make it to the end of the season. I would not be surprised if they don't air it all. Um, wow. And then that'd be great cuz then Agents of Shield comes back as soon as it's done, so get out of the way in humans. Yeah, how about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? The ABC wanted to cancel. I mean, we're not talking about this in the news, so we might as well quickly talk about it now. ABC wanted to cancel um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Disney was like, nope. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. Because that's been like kind of on the chopping block every season, essentially. It's yep. never been a blockbuster. But um, yeah, I'm so glad to hear Disney's just kind of standing up for it because it, it just gets so much better each season. <laughs> so it's really cool that they're standing behind it. I don't know if I believe you. Hey, it's a unanimous opinion. Everyone okay. says it keeps okay. getting better and better. Okay. Mm. I'll refrain not from making a comment. I've not seen a single episode. And neither of you have, so why don't you both shut up? Huh? I've seen Ooh, episode one, yeah. season one, and I was like, this is It is my is favorite Marvel thing, yeah. and I will fucking defend it. <laughs> um, anything else you've seen this week? Uh, yes, there was actually another thing. Oh, yeah, I watched the, the three Blade Runner shorts that have just been released. Cool. Um, one directed by Ridley Scott and one by the um, Cowboy Bebop guy. Yeah, the yeah, anime, anime one. Yeah, um, really cool. Um, I actually liked Jared Leto in that. Uh, Did you? Yeah, I thought he was cool. Eh, 
Meh. <laughs> 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 you know, that's I how it. I feel. That's why it's, yeah. that's why I, I pitch you. George's stepping emotions, away from the mic now. George's emotions, as expressed by random noises, you can almost tell like <laughs> just an entire paragraphs worth of speaking. Just an <laughs> the, the whole world hates Jared Leto so much right now, and I've just never really gotten on board with that. So I'm like, eh. you know what? I what am such a massive Thirty Seconds to Mars fan. Like, wow, The Kill, two thousand five. Oh, dude, that was my home. And um, what's happened? What's happened to my boy, Jared? What, what has He's he had really, really done to piss people career. off? Suicide yeah. Squad. Well, I, mean, I like, loved him. You know, I love him in Requiem apart for Apart from dream. ruining one of the most beloved characters of all of Pulp Fiction. Well, yeah. No, no. I mean, like, I, I just, I felt like there was never any great amount of love for him to begin with. There is. Was there? There, there definitely is. They're, like, he, he is a little overexposed now, but a few years ago, he was still a little more... Underground, okay. like when he did, um, what was that one he the did Cowboy with Matthew McConaughey? Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Clubs. I mean, amazing performance by mm. him in that. Mm. Um, but he's just, Heaven Lee is a handful to work with. Mm. I believe that. Um, I, 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 once again, very anecdotally heard through um, you know, a tour manager that was managing a, t- a tool, the, the metal band tool, J- James mm-hmm. Maynard Keenan. You know, he said, J- you know, he's a, he's a bit of a handful, but he's nothing. Compared to Jared Leto, mm. he's just a, he's just a prick, <laughs> and he just makes everyone's life a misery. You heard it here first, you know. Well, and that was the whole thing. Like during Suicide Squad, wasn't he like sending these weird gifts? Like I don't want to go. Like that was so clearly press for the yeah. movie. Like yeah, that was he, spun so, and everyone treated it as like gospel. And he just came out recently, like yeah, really frustrated. In I interview, think this like, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like that was just all nonsense. <laughs> and you can you, you know he's saying like you can shout and rail against yeah. it, but. It, everyone's going to believe it anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That was weirdly blown out of proportion, I think. Yeah, that's when you know, like, Facebook news and fake news is, is it's not, <laughs> it, it can actually influence your life and mm. self perpetuate that it becomes a story that people think is real. That's nothing new in terms of oh, people have been making shit up about productions yeah, to make it sound yeah, more interesting all the time. Yeah. He's a wanker, but he's a good actor. Yeah. Shit musician, though. No. <laughs> a Beautiful Lie and This Is War. No, no, no. no 2005, not, not. 2010. Go pick him up at your local... And that's been our review of 30 store. Seconds to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> so we're finally going to get into this. Yeah, let's get into the news. Do it. I just yeah. want to say I could talk about Inhumans for two more hours, but yeah, let's get into the news. <laughs> Maybe we should have watched it. Let's do it. I'm going to watch the rest of the season. But, yeah. well, what, what platform is it on? Um... Legal download. <laughs> legal dot download dot legal. <laughs> All righty. Right. Uh, our first little bit of news uh, is diehard news. All right. So why the, is this number one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on, lay it on us. Um, diehard year one. We'll see Bruce Willis. Is that is that what it's actually called? Diehard colon year one. Please tell me that's what it's actually called. Diehard origins. Christ. Um, we'll see Bruce Willis back fighting terrorists as per usual um, in the present and a younger actor playing John, Mc, John McClane in the 70s in New York, which is, I'll be honest, that premise sounds so bad. Like, so there's two timelines going on I and think they kind so, of yeah, cut yeah. back and forth. So this is just building on the news we already had about this, which said it, it would kind of have an old Bruce Willis wraparound on it, but now it seems like it's going to be more of a, a dual story going on. Um, I can't imagine him fighting terrorists anymore. He, he's so old and he just 
clearly gives zero fucks about any movie he's in. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. But um, but what's the seventies version of him going to be doing? Just like a day in the life of a beat cop. Yeah, because <laughs> he's not going to be fighting terrors because we know it was his first time in Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. yeah. So what what is what is he actually going to be doing? Is it going to be him training? It'll have to be him against a mobster, maybe. I don't know. It's maybe it'll weird. be like a love story, but and how he has his kids. That'd be good. Is this going to be like them doing the sort of olden Aaron Reich, Han Solo? Are they going to cast somebody as John McClane Jr. and start a whole new bunch of die-hard movies? I heard a good suggestion that um, Jai Courtney should play young John McClane in the (laughs) 70s and Bruce Willis should play John McClane's father in the 70s. And then in the current timeline, Bruce Willis is John McClane and Jai Courtney is John McClane's son. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just, it, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. I actually, I completely forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. Joy. Dude, lucky you. Christ. Joy. Anyway. You remember Jai oh. Courtney was also in um, Terminator Genesis? Yeah. Uh, that somehow escaped me. I watched like 10 minutes of that the other day. That's the only bit of that movie I've seen. And? It was so, it was great. <laughs> It was a great new. I don't know. I don't know why I put it on. I feel so ashamed. Why did I just tell everyone that? <laughs> well, you had to give it a try. No, I did not. My God, I already made that choice. Um, <laughs> anyway, the only way I'm going to be interested in this diehard movie is if they get Joseph Gordon-Levitt in Looper makeup to play <laughs> Young John McClane. <laughs> then I'm in. Then I'm watching it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I agree with that sentiment. <laughs> this this holds zero appeal for me. And we need a third, or a, yeah, a third Gruber brother. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you get for the third Gruber brother? So oh. we've had. Um, uh, Jeremy Alan, Irons. Alan Rickman and Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Was that your Alan Rickman? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Bane. a Sean Connery <laughs> yeah. slash okay. So there we go. Tom Hardy can be the new <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> 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 take the city back. Are <laughs> <laughs> joining us? Never. Actually, that was closer than <laughs> he could. He could be a good one, actually. Tom Hardy. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm picturing it now. He could save this franchise. <laughs> oh, look, I'll be honest. I'll. Probably watch him in just about anything, though. I quite like him. Super yeah. disappointed that this movie isn't called like Old Habits Die Hard or something. Because for the last few, they've been doing that naming convention at least. Even though the movies Live have been hard. the worst. Live it? Free or Die yeah. Hard, Another Day to Die Hard, or A Good Day to Die Hard. Um, that was like just... the only interesting thing about the last yeah. few movies. This one's <laughs> just like Die Hard Year, year one. one. Written by Frank Miller. Jeez. Yuck. Anyway, on to the next thing. I think we should just quickly talk about something oh. following on from that that we don't have here is Terminator. So we were just talking about Genesis, but um, the next Cameron uh, Terminator. Well, see, we did talk about that last time. <laughs> yeah, but, but that got corrupted. And, yeah, and so let's just quickly talk about it now. Well, uh, I think I can sum it up as pretty much the same thing we've said about Die Hard. We don't want to see it. <laughs> but but the actual story is that the new Terminator that James Cameron's going to do with Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool. Three, four, five is gone, right? Yeah, so they're getting rid of... Um, what is it? Rise of the Machines? Yep. Salvation and Judgment Genesis. Yeah, yeah. Those are tossed. And Linda Hamilton is coming back. Oh my god. He's he's you know what he's done? He's I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this back, show how to how to <laughs> how to write a real female character. Yeah. yeah. Show the Fuck Wonder Woman to the world how it's done. <laughs> um Jesus. Yeah, look, it's the same thing. It it's an old property that cities are like, oh yeah, this will totally work. And for some properties, yeah, we wanna see return to form and but uh, things with like Terminator and Die Hard, which are already steeped in in bad remakes and and sequels, why just kick a dead horse at this point? Pop quiz: What do you think is worse, on the whole, the Die Hard franchise or the Terminator franchise? Ooh, don't factor in kind of like the best it is. 
kind of think about how overall, bad it yeah. Is. yeah, like overall. So I'm I've only of, seen Die Hard. I haven't seen Die Hard Two. I haven't seen Die Hard Two. I've seen the other ones though. Yeah, I've seen oh, all what? the others. <laughs> what? I've yeah. seen all of them. I really don't like Die Hard Three. Back in the day, Die Hard Three, I thought was weak. Oh wow! I, I, I like controversial that's, opinion. Yeah, I mean Jeremy Irons is great, mm. but it was kind of bizarre, and the camaraderie with Samuel L. Jackson was. I don't know. I wasn't completely into even, it. Even if you think it's weak, it's got to be the second best one, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Number one is just so, so much better, I feel. Yeah. I love one. Oh, yeah. I think it's one's, a fantastic one's its movie. Own thing. Three, it was okay. I don't mind four. Um, is that the... When I saw it like 12 years ago. With the Mac guy. Whatever his Who did that? The is. guy who did um, Underworld. Um, ben. But, Leidman. Yep. Leidman? <laughs> What's his name? I'm going to look, look him up yeah, right gonna, now. Look, this I is just, important information. They're both... They're both beyond saving. It, well, yeah. They both have really good starts and cult followings. And I think that... Len Wiseman. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So he did... Oh, he's doing year one. <laughs> he's coming back as director yes so he the did the third best director from the franchise is returning <laughs> he did live free or die hard in 2007 wow do you want and to revise also, that Ben <laughs> he also did a lot of the underworld movies and um, he was married to uh, Kate Beckinsale mm. I like him lucky yeah, well, well done sir well done well done sir um <laughs> But yeah, anyway, sorry for that tangent there. Just yeah, take us please completely apologize. Off script. I don't want to talk about Terminator ever again. Yeah, well, you will be. <laughs> you will be. Um, our next news story is Lord and Miller to uh, direct an adaptation of Andy Weir's Artemis, which is a sci-fi set on the moon. Yeah, not much to talk about here. I don't think any of us have read it. I assume. No, I haven't. Yeah. I read The Martian. Not yeah, what I was asking I, I, I've read Artemis Fowl. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I've, 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 I've also read a book. Um, I just wanted to kind of point out with this <laughs> new story book. that uh, Lord and Miller are back on their feet. Yeah, already. they're okay. They're working back in space. One, I don't know if there's any war in this one, but yeah. Um, I'm I, I'm excited for um, this. I thought The Martian, Andy Weir, it's an interesting story how about the whole book came about because he was he's just like this engineer. I think he's an aerospace engineer or something and he just wrote this book as a free ebook, put it online, mm. um, then chapter by then, chapter. Yeah, and then he started charging for it. Then he got a publishing deal. Then Ridley Scott's the director of his movie adaptation, and now he's doing this Lord of the Miller. It's just a really nice story, and mm. you know this guy's in his fifties. Um, it's just a it's just a cool story of somebody you know yeah. coming into their own later in life, and um, I, I'm just so so excited for Lord and Miller. <laughs> I thought the uh, Martian was fantastic. So many cool ideas. Um, I, I, you know, it's not one. I think it's kind of a bit hyped up. Mm. I think people. I haven't watched it since it came out, but I, I did really enjoy it when it came out. Um, but I'm not itching to watch it again. Ben, were you of the, in the same camp? Do you love Martian? I don't love it. I thought it was one of those kind of feel good movies that everyone came out of with a positive vibe. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that tend to get overhyped because that's the kind of thing that'll get like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes because everyone nobody has a really bad thing to say about it. But it's not like the most amazing thing in the world. But yeah, it was good. Yeah, had a really good Bowie song. That was like such a roller coaster of an answer. Yeah. <laughs> it was good, but you know, yeah, it's yeah. not the greatest thing. But it's like, you know, it's good. It's it's fine. Fine. Yeah, um, Lord and Miller, man, they were they were down and out. Lucasfilm, they were fine. Dropped they were them. Yeah, going to be I mean, fine. Dropped them. <laughs> that dropped was them. only like what a month or two ago. Rock, rock bottom. 
Yeah, well, they'll go on and make a cool space film and. Do you think Han this Solo is guys? Do you dying. did you guys no, that's see? Right, moon? I wasn't talking. Sorry, sorry. That's ah, too late. You did you guys ahead. see Moon? Yeah. No, I never saw it. Do you think this is kind of going to be like that? No, I saw. Sorry, I saw like kind of It's going to be exactly like that. You saw twenty minutes of Moon. Are you saying you watched some of Moon and turned it off? Yeah. Damn. It's bored. Wow. Wow. Damn. You. We're talking about the right one. You know, you're not thinking of like Apollo eighteen or some <laughs> bullshit, right? <laughs> no. Wow. I love Moon. moon. Everyone, everyone, everyone loves Moon. Everyone loves Moon. Like everyone is so hyped with it. And watch the whole thing and decide. Chucked it on, and <laughs> I was just one of those moods where I was like, "Fuck, oh, I can't be bothered." score alone keeps you bothered. Yeah, what a great score, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, this, this, these are all things that you need to be like half awake to enjoy. And I just, I was just like, "Nah, can't be bothered right now." And then once, once you like get twenty minutes into something, and you, Ben is really agitated right now. The hole is just being just dug deeper. And just deeper. the goal that you're still trying to defend yourself. Oh, fuck it. Not ashamed. All right, let's move on. I didn't watch a movie. Shock. Oh. Um. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've got some news about the new Men in Black, another another franchise that needs a, another film. So it's a Men in Black spinoff has been set for summer 2019. Um, and the script, um, Team Holloway is doing the script. Holloway and um, Markham, who did Iron Man. Um, this is another, another kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing as Die Hard. I'm not hugely excited to see it. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones aren't back. Um, but unlike Die Hard, which is just about John McClane specifically gets into situations, this is at least an interesting world that I could see working like gangbusters with a spinoff of some kind. Like we were talking about in recent years, the 21 Jump Street crossover. Which, which is still on the table. Through yeah, mostly, I wish that had happened. Yeah, that would have been awesome. But, so but still, I think the world has a lot to work with. Yeah, they, they've said that that is still on the table, but that the MIB spinoff will come up first. Um, but Men in Black so far is probably a one out of three hit rate. I think I did say that two is okay. But I haven't seen it in years. I'd give okay to two and three, honestly. I don't think either of them are the worst kind of egregious. I saw a bit of three, mm. probably around 45 minutes of it. Mm. And I thought it was just absolute garbage. Yeah, see, I think I will really go to bat for three for um, Jermaine Clement. I think yeah. he's an awesome villain. He was okay. And Josh Brolin is an amazing young Agent K. That was that was yeah. pretty well done. To the point where I would say this is maybe one of the only prequels I'd ever like to see is like a '60s set Men in Black film about Josh Brolin's Agent K. Hook me up with that. Yeah, maybe that's what this spinoff is. But but Jermaine Clement's character, the design was amazing, mm. but they didn't do anything with it. Um, this plot was Man, so in, contrived. It was in the just... back half of the film they did so much with it. <laughs> After that forty-five minute, mark. I think I saw the back half of the in film the, in the first when they're on half, the island. Though, it's so good. I, but you know, nah, he, he had nah. like this is one of those movies where I've seen a bunch of little parts of it because I was still working at the theater at the time, and nothing in that film made me. Oh yeah, it didn't I, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, anyway, I'll say about it, it. Half worked, having been the person who's seen the whole thing. That's fine. But um, I nah. look. I I think there's <laughs> there's something that they could do with it. Um. In I know as we've mentioned, the Twenty One Jump Street mashup would have been really good. How about this? Um, how about this? How about this? Women in black. Whoa, I'm in. <laughs> Didn't they the, try and the Kristen Wiig? Didn't they nearly uh, try and do that? Isn't after the first one? Wasn't it him and his wife were partners, and then they're like, "Nah, like we'll be having none of that." Nope. Nope. 
I'm sure there was a woman in black at the end of the first one. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And then in the second one, they're like, wasn't his wife? Oh, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Oh, all women are wives. (laughs) (laughs) Don't fucking (laughs) Connor, 2017. Don't don't project your own insecurities onto me. Not we have none of that. UFC fighter, 2017. Yeah, let's not slander the, the, the UFC fighter. That uh, yeah. seems like Stand a good way to get a punch in the face. <laughs> um, but yeah, right. I'm not into this idea. No. There's been a lot of depressing news coming out about films. I, man, I, I, I'll say it again. I'm, I'm into this idea. I will watch more of that world. I think Men in Black, more than most other franchises, is so has so many cool kind of like practical alien designs and oh, stuff. absolutely. Always. Get the right guy in. Mm. And this could be amazing. So I'm saying this could easily be better than but the this two is sequels. Sony. Who is Sony going to bring in that's going to build this with some kind of like sense of um, like imagine if you got a Guillermo del Toro on this or something, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like I mean, he somebody, would be really well suited to this. I think. Oh, fantastic! Or, or like a Mark Webb. Oh, that's what I mean. That's what we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to get. Yeah. You know, maybe if this was with a stand-up studio like Paramount or Ooh, something, yeah. we would. If you see something else. Kevin but. Feige. Anyway, I think Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith not being attached is the best thing that could happen to this because they were really, like, in the third one. Tommy Lee Jones looked so sleepy. <laughs> and Will Smith, I think that's just him now. Will Smith, no enthusiasm whatsoever. He was so over that phase of his career. So um, I think moving away from that's a good idea. Yeah. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, Lucy 2 is now officially in development. Uh, Luc Besson has already written a script. He wrote that immediately after the reviews came for Valerian. Yeah, he was he's like, like, I need to get back on a good thing. <laughs> um, yeah, Lucy too. You remember how much that made? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, I I remember watching Lucy and enjoying it, but I, for whatever reason, I felt like I was in a bit of a bubble. I, I didn't see any reviews of it. I didn't know how much it had made. I didn't know like what the popular opinion of it had been at the time. The prevailing sentiment is very anti-Lucy. People hate this movie. Um, like it, it's kind of held up as like just a joke at this point, even though the reviews were quite decent. Like they were middling to good. It why was did, the ending. A it? lot of people didn't like it's the ending. It's the 10% of your brain thing. That's it. That's yeah. what it is. It's, that's, it's that one easy thing people can pick out and be like, oh, that's so stupid. That's not even science. I don't give a shit about that. I remember, George, you watched it. You said to me, you're like, oh, you're probably going to hate this one. And I went to watch it. And maybe it was that expectation, but I loved it. I really, really enjoyed this movie. The I remember original. not not hating it, mm. and but not loving it. Mm. Um, I, just, I just thought it was a really cool, like ninety minute kind of like yeah. awesomely stylized, yeah. crazy action thing, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was like it was silly, and I just I've probably mentioned this before. Little kind of scientific hangups like that, I, they just don't bother me whatsoever. Yeah, like, if, the, if the premise of the film is humans only use ten percent of their brain, I'm fine with that. I don't yeah, know any better. As, long, better. I'm not as long as it makes sense within the context of the film, if it, yeah. if it undermines it or it feels ridiculous or it doesn't do I mean, it I don't well. know if it did make sense in context of the film and it did feel ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It just like weaves in and it's like, yeah. yes, I'm behind this. Yeah, you yeah. know, some things can feel very contrived or very forced. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking. And, and to be honest, it's, it's not terribly, yeah, it, it is very inaccurate, but like, if you if you kind of think about the the general believability of movies that people generally love and don't my my go to one is still Iron Man and I always mention this but like if Iron Man was a real man inside that suit he would be pure putty by now like they just physics would not allow someone to stop and start that quickly 
It just doesn't happen. But you don't see people going, well, this is a ridiculous film because he can fly around in a suit. Yeah, because John like- Favreau made the decision to make it tech-based and he made it feel very like, he, you know, there was the sequences where Iron Man was trialing the equipment out and figuring it all out and it made it feel real. And that meant that you didn't look into the into details like that. Well, it, but it's not even... Yeah, I, I, just, I just think like, look, if you get too technical on any film, you're gonna have yeah. some very boring films. Yeah. Like sci-fi is out the door. Um, fantasy is out the door. You're left with fucking, oh, I don't know, some dramas. <laughs> some, some of them. Yeah, exactly, some of them. <laughs> Dramedies. You know, Only like, Judd Apatow dramedies. <laughs> yeah. But that's not how humor works, George. <laughs> Look it up, read a book. Films. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's so fucking stupid. So yeah, I, I, I liked it. It was a cool sci-fi flick. Anyway, now that I've said that, not interested at all yeah. in the sequel. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that, that movie, had she became God at the end. That was about it. What, what else is going to happen? It's funny that he's kind of, kind of going back to something, obviously after Valerian, which was just did terribly in every way. Because he said there was a bunch of other films ready to go for Valerian or there was potential for the universe to be expanded. And mm. I think after the way it was received, that was sort of... No more potential. Stomped <laughs> on. Yeah. But it's funny that he's going back to something that also wasn't terribly well received yeah. like, in terms of public opinion. They it. just made such a good return on investment with that yeah. film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking about return on investments as another quick segue, it is doing amazingly well. Mm. I think it's on a 500 million plus worldwide. So the highest 30, earning uh, horror film of all time, I believe. $30 million budget. Mm. Like that's insane. Andy Machete must just be fucking laughing. Every, he was, must wake up laughing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I've, I've, done it. I've done it. I'm the guy. <laughs> yeah. Now he's going to become just an absolute Hollywood dickhead and make the yeah. worst movie next. <laughs> and um, I think there's a, I think number two is sort of happening. Yeah. 100%. Release date set 2019, yeah. September 3rd. It's definitely happening. There's no way yeah. it wouldn't happen. Yeah. That's, uh, that's is, great is news. Great same news. director though? Yep. Andy Machete's Everyone's... coming back. He's going to bring back the young cast as okay. well for flashback stuff, I believe. Nice. Easy. Yeah. Uh, the big, the big question that's kind of been floating around the internet is who they're going to cast for the, um, for the older versions. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should maybe next next week. Let's we'll all bring our dream cast yeah, for the kids. Yeah, let's do it. I've been thinking about it a lot since that movie, yeah. so you, I'm ready to go. You um, <laughs> said that what was the girl remind you of? Not Amy. Was it Amy, Amy Adams? Adams? Yeah. 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 So well, that that's obviously yours for. A lot of people are saying Jessica Chastain is already kind of locked into that role. So. Uh so. yeah. I mean. Do you want to go down that road? <laughs> Incredible um, actress who looks enough like the character. Yeah. Uh, and our final story. Yeah, yeah if, that's, if that's how you want to do this. Um, final story. A uh, bit of a, a puff one, but uh, Villeneuve has opened up about Johansson's the partner. A joke. Johansson's partner. 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 <laughs> wow. I'm having a stroke. Why are you staring me like that? Let's say. Blade Runner 2049 director Denis Villeneuve has opened up about the former scoring um, personnel. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks like someone's overreached, haven't they? <laughs> how how the smug have fallen. <laughs> Allow me, will you? Well, at least, <laughs> oh, when I say, George. at least when I say departure, I don't say departner. <laughs> I was well. The, the what happened was I was looking back at the name, being like, "That looks wrong," and then like just assume my brain would continue with reading, and it just it was like oh, that looks. So the original composer <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine was Johan Johansson. Yes, and he was dropped off the film, and 
Denis Villeneuve has just opened up about this. Yes. So he what did I say? Score, musical personnel. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy, um, Johan Johansson, um, he has done all of Denis Villeneuve's films. Yes, up Sicario until and Arrival. Or and at least a good chunk of them. Mm. And, um, and I mean, he's maintained that, you know, he still loves him and he thinks he's great, but it was ultimately what they said it was, it was artistic difference. He just wasn't right for mm. the piece. He wasn't getting the right... Um, Sounds like a bit of a Sam Raimi, Danny Elfman situation or a Tim Burton, Danny Elfman situation. I'm starting (laughs) to think Danny Elfman might be the problem. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But he said that he still wants to work with him. So um, yeah, it's it's interesting um, that he's come out. He's very positive about it. Yeah. And I mean, getting into the specifics of it... um, We've got a quote Do you have here. specifics? <laughs> okay. Uh, no, what I did want to mention is that I can understand where he's coming from, though. If you think about the way that, in particular, Sicario is scored, it's very, it's not a way to score, but like it, it, it's suspenseful um, and very kind of atmospheric. And I can understand why they would want something a little bit edgier and kind of more um, electronic for Blade Runner. Maybe Johan just didn't want to copy what was done before and everyone else was like, we just got to do the Vangelis one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's basically what Villeneuve has said. Um, the thing I must say is that making movies is a laboratory. <laughs> go go on. Do the code. It's an artistic process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, is, what, is he, what is he kind of getting to here? Um, the, he's, just, the movie need, he's a very strong artist, but the movie needed something different. So he didn't do a good job. Oofed. Oofed. Yeah, he just says, he literally says, I needed to go back to something closer to Vangelis. Which I'm very interested to um, sort of see how that actually works out because, Mm. um, you know, we'll talk about it more in our review for Blade Runner, but the score is just incredible. The original. The original. Mm. It's just so good. And I actually downloaded it onto my phone and just, I want to jam this all week Mm. on the bus ride to work. Um, but it really does need to fit in with that. And if he was going a bit off tangent, you know, good on him creatively and, and musically, you know, pushing the, the boundaries. But if it wasn't right, it wasn't right. And yeah. I, I trust and it Denis. Is, Denis, I trust his sophisticated taste in and, music. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's a sequel. Like you want to feel as though it's part of that universe, as, as though it's part of that story. So yeah, I understand they, they, why they, they should want. do all of the same things from the one before. No, 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 and, no, no, no. And why do you always take this out of <laughs> like you just with the car and fucking the, nightmare you are? <laughs> yeah, I'm just revving you. Up, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> um, I'm gonna throw in another story here. Oh, bonus um, story reviews for Blade Runner 2049 came out this week. Very, very positive. Ooh. Like insanely positive. I think they're at like 98% so, on yeah, and this is, and this isn't just, um, I was going to be snarky there and be like, no, this isn't just early word like on Twitter or something. This is actual reviews coming out, yep. which means there's like not a crazy embargo to the last minute or anything, which uh, is pretty rare for blockbusters, I Very would say. Very rare. It's generally only like the really confident, you know, your Disneys and stuff who'll be like, yeah, just let the reviews come out. We don't care. We're confident yep. enough. So that's really encouraging to hear that everyone's kind of like, like saying this is really good to amazing. Although, like, just everything about this seems to have been done right. You know, I was, um, I was reading another um, article by Villeneuve saying that, like, even before he started, like, he went and met Harrison Ford and he went and, and talked to Ridley Scott and kind of got their blessings and had a discussion with them. Just like square one, 
It just seems like every step of the way they've done things right. I truly love this director. Yeah. Mm. I am just so behind what he does. And I still haven't watched his whole filmography. I haven't watched, um, what's the Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman one? Oh, uh, and is Prisoners. it Enemy? Or Prisoners? Prisoners. Sorry, yeah. I haven't watched that one. So I cannot wait to watch that. Mm. I'm, I'm still, uh, I've, st- I've got Arrival in my- um, Oh, I love I bought Arrival. it. It's just sitting there. I love that movie, man. That was my yeah. favorite from last year, probably. Hey, just quickly, guess who's replaced him? Hans the Zimmer. Big boss Hans Zimmer. Sorry, did Hans I ruin Zimmer. The, the <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, uh, Hans Zimmer and uh, Benjamin Wolfish. So they're going to be scoring. And, yeah. and the reviews have said the sound design is incredible. So I mean, when you get Hans Zimmer on a project, you're kind of guaranteed to get yeah. something good. It's been a while since I've been excited about a Hans Zimmer score, mm. um, even after hearing it. It's except for Dunkirk, which was amazing. Yeah. I mean, his work on uh, BVS, I mean, everyone's work on BVS, but his, his included <laughs> just did nothing for no. me. I think he needs to get out of the, the DCEU. I think he needs to stop making 15 movies a year. Yeah. And I assume just kind of getting his understudies to do it all. Yeah. Which is kind of what he does now, though. Yeah. That's yeah. what I said. He needs yeah. to stop doing that. Oh, right. I see. Anyway, I've, I've got a bonus bonus story in a similar vein. <laughs> Bonus, bonus. This is um, gonna be the longest episode. Ever. We were, yeah, we were gonna do a review of Flatliners this week. Yeah. Uh, then the yeah. reviews started popping out, and it's on zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is yeah. it still like? I just want to quickly check this. It, uh, it was yesterday on like forty reviews, uh, which is rare. Yeah, that's generally, like impressive. Generally, actually. your worst movies will be like eight sub thirty. Yeah, and twenty to thirty. Seven, you know, yeah. still at zero. That's amazing. And, and it's going to stay there now, I think, because the narrative has been so... It's flatliners, dead on arrival. Everyone's just going to be like, well, I can't get a good review. Well, you get, you get the one dude is like, I'm going to be different. It was amazing. It could have been us. That's, that's always what I feel like if a movie is on 99%, who's that one guy that didn't... Like, actually, it's not... With it, Rotten Tomatoes, it's not like, I didn't love it 100%. You actually have to say it is subpar to, to have a 99%. One guy has to be like, this is not good. So who the fuck watched Blade Runner, you know, 249 or whatever the fuck it's called and, um, and was like, nah, this is not good enough. Yeah, it kind of sounds like your position yeah. on, on the pod sometimes. <laughs> be like, this is comparable to King Arthur. <laughs> but see, King Arthur- <laughs> That's a compliment, George. <laughs> but like I could, I could just give King Arthur a pass and then it's, it's certified fresh and that would go towards 100% rating. That's how Rotten Tomatoes work. So it's not like I have to agree like 100% with something. In that's order the for beauty it to of movies, that. man. Everyone has their own opinion. That's that's a that 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 sentence doesn't mean anything like that. It you, does. You answered, but that's, fuck all. That's the beauty of it sentences. Does. Yeah, <laughs> they don't need to mean anything. Yeah. All right. No, it's just yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Lots of news, uh, man. Yeah, it was a big one. Lots of old franchises. Um. So uh, now, what time is it? Oh my lord! Oh shit! When are you gonna get it right, man? <laughs> <laughs> when are you gonna get it right? Get it right. What are you, what are you talking about? You I just to want to know what the time is, George. What's that time? What George, is that time? George, have you got the time? <laughs> it's trailer time. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah! Yeah! It's trailer time. <laughs> oh my lord! This is so scary. <laughs> I love how much it fires you up every time. <laughs> what is the hour? <laughs> No, so. George, don't be silly. Don't be silly. Um, all right, first, first of the trailers, we've got three this week. Um, Annihilation. Um, 
Annihilation. Annihilation. Alex Garland's follow-up to Ex Machina. From the director of Ex Machina. That's all I need to know. Mm. Yeah. This I looks, didn't even pay attention to this trailer, to be honest. I'm, I'm there looks day super one. cool. Like, yeah. I mean, from a visual standpoint. Um, looks fantastic. Yeah. Some really amazing um, visuals. Fact, someone might even say stunning. 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 Can't really glean much from the trailer, even though I wasn't paying attention. I assume yeah. that's still the case. You I get kind like of a, a Stranger Things kind of vibe with them going into that. Really? Uh, into the bubble. Into the bubble. Mm. You know? Yeah, look, they didn't give much away, which again is always, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a hallmark of a really good trailer. Yep. Um, but they've, you know, they've intrigued me, George. Yeah, they've intrigued yeah. me as well. What about you, Alex Have Garland is you? the man. I am, I'm intrigued. Yeah, X Machina is my potentially my favorite movie the last like five years. So. Yeah, and um, his work on Dread as well. Love Dread. Yeah, mm. stuff. That's one of my all time favorite kind of just action flicks. Looks very sort of um, hallucinogenic mm, compared to X Machina. That it does. Right, moving on. Yeah, all happy with that one. Yeah, very happy. Pumped. Pumped. Uh, our second trailer is Wacko. Wacko. <laughs> Wacko Jacko. Um, this is the one with uh, what's his name? Taylor something or other. Taylor Kitch. His fourth for, for, for the audience. At Hollywood. The audience at home. We're talking about Waco, uh, the film yeah. about the Waco siege, uh, starring Michael Shannon and Taylor Kitch. He uh, looks unrecognized, which is kind of the headlines of every kind of article about this right now. Is how Taylor Kitch looks unrecognizable. Um, but you know it's legit. He does, and Michael Shannon looks like Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always does. That you big, can't put makeup on big that. Old, big old fish head of his. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a weird story. It's a, a really interesting story, and I would love to see a good film version of it. Yeah, because yeah. there's there's some there's obviously still speculation about what actually happened. Yeah. Um, during the events, um, it's a strange tale. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, Why is that funny? strange and mysterious? <laughs> well, it's gather we around and I shall tell you. <laughs> um, it is, but you know, it's one of those stories that just is you don't you don't hear about them every day, and they sort of they stay with. Um, there's a reason why it's being told. It's yeah, one, of those, so one of those cult situations, a very a very tense scenario that went extremely south. Yes, at the risk of saying some spoilers. Um. Here's my question. In you know, in the actual events that happened, the main guy that Taylor Kitsch plays died in the fire. Spoilers. It's it's an it's a it's a historical event. Like it was ten years ago. Um, Did you know that before reading it ten minutes ago? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Um, no, my question is: Do you think that they'll like take some artistic license and like, ooh, this is how we got away? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it's like very Just do a Tarantino. The, well, a, well established that that he did not. Uh, make it so I think yeah. well it's unless, fucking, unless it it's a movie that, like, they don't halfway ha- through that happens and like gone girls it and it's like him driving away <laughs> yeah <laughs> here's what happened after that he well, started that, like, a new branch in the trailer of him you know walking in the middle of this fire with the gas mask on and I can just see it be like I've got this trap door excellent and then run away then <laughs> <laughs> it's like Waco chapter one <laughs> yes Waco will return 2019. <laughs> Waco's revenge. So I think we're a pretty heavy no then. Fine, fair enough. Um, <laughs> I thought it might be interesting. Uh, our next trailer is the new Maze Runner trailer. Maze Runner 3. 
Maze Runner. Has sure? anyone seen one or two? I've seen one. I saw one. Two. Oh, wow. Yeah. You, you bloody, you love your divergence. You yeah. love your, <laughs> your Maze Runner. Man, I fucking Look, love them. I'll support this. One was actually, it was good. It was I enjoyed awesome. it. Yeah. I only okay, heard good things about Maze Runner, the first one. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. And like, Maze Runner 2 was crushingly bad. <laughs> uh, it was so, so Maybe 3 will bad. be somewhere in between. I definitely recommend out of these ones, I'm going to recommend Insurgent and Maze Runner 1. And Divergent 2. Yeah, so Insurgent is Divergent 2. Oh, right. What was, Shows how much I know about that. What was Maze Runner 2? Is there a maze in it? No. No. I can see how that would be disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> they were just all in these the desert. Like, I big guess if, maze fanatics being like, where's all the maze? What was it? What could they have called it? Because the, th- the third one can be Train Runner. Obviously. Traveling through the yeah. desert is kind of a maze. Oh, I guess. that's deep. I love yeah. the idea that people came into Let's this. Let's go with that. <laughs> oh, like, Never getting the, the maze title is, is what, you know, kind of threw people. I'd love it. People coming in and be like, this isn't about corn. It's <laughs> <is> terribly disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, this looks like a movie. It looks like it's entirely set on top of a train. Yeah. That was the only thing in the trailer. Train runner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brendan O'Brien, is that his name? Brendan O... The guy that fucked up his head. O'Leary. Oh, yeah. He got injured making yeah, this Yeah, so this well, is supposed to come out, out so late. This yeah. was supposed to come out about a year ago. Wow. Um, you got, like, seriously injured. Yeah. yeah they and, had to CG his new head on. And, uh... <laughs> wow. And... Uh, <laughs> Isn't it? It's like Weekend at Bernie's with CGI. New, uh, holy crap. And there was things <laughs> that, like face replacement. But uh, wow. I, I feel like this feels really behind. I feel like this this sci-fi utopian young adult or dystopian, sorry, young adult thing is is well and truly I mean, done. This, this like a year ago behind? This is definitely going to have off. the same fate as the last Divergent film, the part one of the finale, which... Bombed harder than anything and, ever, and they just cancelled the last one. Well, they did said they, they even were, make the second. Well, one? they were they said they were going to do a TV series. They said we're thinking about it, and then and they did. Then no one asked him again. They yeah. didn't say anything. <laughs> Shailene no Woodley, Shailene Woodley, the star was like, I didn't sign up to be on some <laughs> shit like, ass TV show. I'm not doing TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah sorry, can you imagine sorry, that there's there's definitely like five Divergent fans out there that are super pissed. They're like, we finally got a movie, and then they're like, oh, well, yep. nearly got there. Yep. So close to the finish line to that franchise. Yeah. Well, all right, George. Welcome. Welcome all. To, to what? Where are we? To uh, George's Star Wars Corner. Oh, shit. Um, sit down. Get comfy. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's, uh, here's some water. Thank you. Um, nothing, nothing special this week. Yeah. Uh, so, Star Wars. We're gearing up for The Last Jedi. Coming out in not too long. And uh, we got some rumors about a runtime this week. Uh, two and a half hours long. That's so, a serious Sajedda movie. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what, did the, what did you just say? It's a serious Jedi movie. I don't know. Oh, it's a serious <laughs> Jedi movie. Um, yeah, so up until now, the longest uh, Star Wars film is Attack of the Clones at Oof. two hours, <laughs> two hours gl- twenty-two minutes. What a so glowing recommendation. It's um, a bad choice. Eight minutes longer. Eight minutes longer. What do you guys think of a two and a half hour Star Wars movie? If it's good, I'm for it. If it's bad, I'm against it. <laughs> what a very generic oh, response, so there, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> no, seriously though, what was that last two and a half hour movie you watched? Or it, I guess. Yeah. Was, um, that flew by. Loved oh, yeah. it, yeah, because that movie was fucking awesome. But uh, something like Kingsman, too long. Oh, too long, <laughs> way too long. <laughs> in fact, there's. All right, I mean, was, that was the least of that. Because I, problems, I but... feel like in the last 
five, ten years, there has been a slight scaling back of runtimes. We were going through a little bit there where some were approaching three hours. Two and a half was kind of like Nolan a, was an average. A big proponent of that. Yeah. yeah. And then then Marvel kind of like they're hesitant to go too far after two now. Yeah. I think most people are kind of pulled back down to that for the better mostly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if this is as awesome as we're all hoping it is, give me three hours. Yeah. Let's go. And that, that's the thing. You talk about Nolan doing these really long run times, but his movies are good. Yeah. And yeah, I'm willing mostly, to watch it. Yeah. Something like yeah, well, The yeah. Dark Knight, I could sit through that movie for like five hours. Yeah. You know? yeah. Lord of the Rings. Those are things that I can sit through. And, um, and then we also had on the other side of the spectrum, we had The Dark Tower at 90 minutes and that felt like an age. That was yeah. an age. So, you know, really the runtime, it, it doesn't really matter to me. I think that's what we're sort of all um, getting from this is that the runtime doesn't matter. It's really about, is this a good movie? And does the runtime, is it justified yeah, by exactly. the story that we're telling? Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, On, onwards. I think yeah. it's the- <laughs> I, I'm about to do a selfie. So it's not, it's not about the length necessarily. It's about, it's about like how deep it is. Whoa. More so. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> um, Are you going to say the girth of a film? The girth. The, the girth film girth. Yeah. <laughs> how do you define <laughs> film girth, Benny? <laughs> like, is, is the film left-leaning or? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you filthy animals. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll find out soon, I'm sure, about the, the official <laughs> runtime. Um <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> like, you. We'll find out soon. Like, yeah, when we watch it. <laughs> well, they'll release a runtime soon. Yeah. Dumb. We've, dumb, we've dumb. really, <laughs> we've really stretched. Next, um, yeah, when tickets go on sale, we'll have to know the runtime. Yeah. Next, uh, next story. Hey. Next story. Um, <laughs> Battlefront. Battlefront 2 trailer is out. With John Boyega. And it's, um, it's John Boyega. <laughs> What? John Boyega's not in this. Um, when I say trailer, I mean more of a little cutscene about the, uh, you, you sort of see a behind the scenes bit of um, uh, the, the, the emperor giving his final command. Um, oh, and, we're talking about two different trailers then. Because there was a trailer that came out with John Boyega, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Is there? I didn't see that. I'm talking about the cutscene, like the CG cutscene. Oh, no, did. I haven't seen that. Um, that was pretty cool. Definitely recommend go checking that out. Um, If you want to find out what happened after Return of the Jedi, get stuck into this content. (laughs) If you want to know every (laughs) single thing that happened. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that. (laughs) Well, um, yeah, a bit of a shorter Star Wars corner. Um, We talked a little bit last week about um, in the the Corrupted episode. we talked about uh, Darth Vader might be in um, Han Yolo, oh. a Star Wars. Yeah, do we tale. have to rehash Good. this? Was that last week or was that the week before? I think it was last. Very week. important question. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it hasn't, that. let me reiterate my disdain. My disdain for seeing him in the Han Solo film. Yeah, I mean, um, among my disdain for just seeing that film. Yeah, I'll, I'll say again. If he's in it, I'm I'm only on board if he just shows up at the end and kills everybody again. Yeah, that's, that sounds good. To <laughs> that me. becomes the Star Wars story trope. Yeah, just every Star Wars story. Yeah, no matter when it's and set. they never move out of that time period in between Episode Three and Episode Four. 
They yeah. only do Star Wars movies about that now. Yeah, everyone's like a direct lead up to a new yeah. hope. Like they don't even tap they, into. No, that's it. Every every movie ends with some there. of the characters from that movie ending up on that ship that Darth Vader <laughs> invades. Oh it's yeah, yeah, gotcha, point. yeah, yeah. We find out every character on that ship, and it all descends on that horrible Princess Leia CGI. Oh gotcha. my god. Uh, we'll, so we'll get backstories to every single fucking character in the universe by now. Give me me Yaddle movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's finish up with question of the week. All right. Question of the week. What is your favorite movie theme song? Ooh. I'll jump right in with mine. Um, and this is just at the moment. This changes every now and then. But right now, um, I've been listening to a lot, kind of embarrassingly a lot, the Mortal Kombat theme song from the <laughs> Mortal Kombat adaptation. That's a good one. Um, it is so fucking good. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> that man, I wish I was like old enough when that was charting and like yeah. getting dropped in the club because that is the most fucking hype song I've ever heard. It's the drum and bass kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's fucking awesome. And it's just got all the like, the voiceover from the game and sort of finish him. Yeah. Anyway, that song gets me pumped the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I George, think, you want to go? I can't. I think, I think um, it's a bit of flavor of the week, um, but uh, Blade Runner, man, that score, as I said, I've got it on, on Apple Music. I said theme song. Um, <laughs> oh, theme song. Okay. The theme in the movie, but if we're going for theme song, mm. nothing will ever beat the original Power Rangers theme. Oh, hell yes. The metal guitars, yeah. the harmonized The, the movie version with Buckethead uh, oh, on guitar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking wicked. Well, it's, you know what's funny is after I listen to Mortal Kombat on YouTube, you know what comes up next? <laughs> what? It is always auto-plays the movie <laughs> yeah, version yeah. of the, the Mighty Morphin Power yeah, Rangers yeah, theme. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think a lot of my love for metal mm. is um, in due part to that theme song. I just... it just stirred something inside of me that other 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 shows were a lot more like playful or yeah. had 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 something else this one had an edge to it it felt yeah. and it really suited the show i don't know being you know i was i was you know five six years old but it, yeah. it, there was something there that was different and but that's, it really, that's the I loved first it. time you heard of like a wicked shredding yeah guitar. yeah and yeah, yeah. And me too I, yeah. I i love like fucking hard rock shit yeah now. Probably just because of that. Because as a kid in the 90s, when would you get exposed to that? I mean, mm. my parents weren't into that stuff at all. Yeah. So, you know, the internet wasn't around. The Pokemon theme song wasn't doing that. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> that would have been sick if it did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I've given you enough time there, guys. <laughs> you have. I've been vamping as long as I, 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 I'm seeing him searching. All right, searching I'll narrow, I'll narrow down. Pick, pick your favorite Bond theme. <laughs> It's got to be, it's got to be Casino Royale. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's the only Bond song I really like. I love um, Spectre, the Sam Smith one. Really? Everyone, I, everyone, everyone really nailed that. It's kind of a ripoff of Adele's uh, Skyfall. But man, I, I, when I first heard it, when it first came out, I remember everyone was like, eh. And I, I was like, eh. Then when I saw it in the film with all those weird like, Octopus yeah. stuff. Yeah. I fucking loved it. And ever I, since then, it's been the one best, of my absolute favorites. I did not like the, 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 film. the song. I It actually bothered me because we were playing it. I remember, again, I was at the theater at the time and um, they, used, they, they started playing it before, like in the foyer. Mm. And that song drove me fucking nuts. I just Love didn't it. like the song. I'm just hearing the opening now. Um, yeah, I get, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Cousin Royale. I, I, I cannot think of a theme song that I really... It comes to mind that I resonate with. 
like out of a TV show or something like that. It's just, no. Nah. Breaking Bad? No. Well, Connor's answer is Game of Thrones. Uh, Definitely the, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'll the go cat with that. version. Fuck it, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Well, that's it for another episode of the Weekly Movie Show. We'll be back next week with some more movie bonanza, Woo. fun, <laughs> extravaganza. You're really got... hyping the shit out of this, George. <laughs> yeah, I'm the hype man. I'm the hype man. Yeah. That's what you guys pay me for. Anyway, we'll see you next week, Mr. Connor. Bye, Mr. Benny. Bye.